0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without autopay pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTMobile.com.
1: Welcome to another episode of Debbins On Demand. It is Chris Debbins joined by my fiance, Arielle. Hello. Is it even possible to have any kind of like noodle or pasta based dinner and not overeat? I think like there's such an inertia when I eat pasta. I, I almost never feel good after. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, yeah, I think that it's uh, it's built into the pasta situation that it's, you're going to eat more than you want.
1: It's part of the experience. We just had pad thai, and uh, I, you know, I even said like as we we're starting to eat it, I was like, "Am I going to finish this?" I, the answer is always yes. The answer is yes. It's yes. Anyways, it's been well, a always- And if
2: you don't like, it's a pad thai is one of those things that then you put the leftovers in the fridge, and yeah. then you come back to it twenty minutes later, and then you finish it.
1: Oh, I would have, but yeah. It would have been gone before before the clock struck midnight tonight. It would have been gone.
2: Yeah, and the concept of oh, I'll have leftovers of this tomorrow. Just it,
1: wrong. No, but we've had a lot of. It's been a heavy eating like past seven days for us. Ugh, yeah, because we just celebrated <laughs> Rosh Hashanah with your family. You had a birthday, actually, by the way. Happy thirtieth. Oh, thank you. New decade.
2: My back hurts a lot more now.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, you're really leaning into the thirty thing uh, hard. So we celebrated Rosh Hashanah with your family. And uh, we did something that I wonder how many couples want to do, and I definitely did, and that is to watch home videos Mm -hmm. of you, you and your sister, because you both, uh, it was both of your birthdays that we were celebrating, so it was like, okay, well, I brought it up. It was, it's not like you were like, oh, do you want to, Chris, watch this? I was like, your dad has a lot of footage. I know that. And I was thinking, you know, it would be kind of fun to see this. Yeah. Was that uncomfortable for you, for me to see you as a kid?
2: No, it wasn't uncomfortable for me, but um, I definitely feel like my parents were making fun of me a little bit in it. Wait, wait, really? Like, no, no, not like on the video. I mean, you
1: were like, you were three. I was
2: three, but like watching the video and then I feel like they were very much pointing out and they weren't wrong, but it was like, oh yeah, Ariel's always been really bad at sharing. (laughs) It's like ah yes, my true my true colors were here even at the age of three.
1: Yes, there there were a few aspects where you it's almost just like you were a smaller version of you now. Uh-huh. The only thing that was different is you didn't have a glass of wine. That was (laughs) that would have been been really problematic. Yes, probably.
2: I think if I was walking around at three with a glass of wine, my parents would have wanted to show you that footage. Like that would have been less of like an embarrassment for me and more of them being like, "Eh, you know, we just don't have to unpack that,
1: right? Exactly. (laughs) I so, but I I do think that there's probably some people who are like, you know, I don't really want my significant other to see home videos of me or like see past videos. And I could be wrong here when when I say that, but part of me. thinks that way because a while ago actually almost 2 years ago I didn't, I showed you really my parents showed you yeah some videos of me in middle school uh-huh. which is probably the most unfortunate age of There was, There was
2: some really floppy, like, Justin Bieber hair going on. Oh, my on.
1: gosh. And specifically, this wasn't just, like, a home video that my parents made. No, no, no. This was a skate video <laughs> that my guy friends and I decided to make where, yeah, we just, like, bought some skateboards. And this was around, like, the Jackass era, too. Yeah, for sure. So we were doing, like, stunts and stuff like that. And I don't know if I tried to hide it at the time. We hadn't been dating that long. Like, at that point, mm-hmm. we, we were, like, under, I think, under a year, whenever it was. Um But I was a little nervous that I was going to say, like, say something that didn't age well, perhaps, because when, especially when you're in middle school, you just say things and, uh, a lot of things that we used to joke about in middle school were wrong then, but are even more wrong now. We just didn't realize it. Right. Uh, Yeah, I I feel like luckily
2: we grew up at the exact same time. So like watching those videos, I mean, even if I were to look at them and be like, oh my God, like. Oh, what a tool. <laughs> like things that you were saying would have been very age appropriate and also era appropriate. And mm-hmm. I know that. So like, I'm not looking at it with the lens of like, you can't say that stuff anymore today because I did grow up at the same time as you. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like there, there are things that we used to say in middle school that really are not okay now. And again, probably weren't okay then but we're like much more well, culturally like normative and we so also I wasn't going to cancel you for them
1: oh I appreciate you not canceling me based on yeah. the skate video from 12 like when I was 12
2: but yeah but that was more, that was definitely more embarrassing than than these videos of me as a three-year-old who yeah just really was bad at sharing and was incessantly talking to myself so again <laughs> nothing has changed I have more hair now
1: I'm really glad <laughs> hey, your mom your mom loves to bring up that you were a bald baby um yeah.
2: I was not ashamed of it.
1: The, the thing that I'm actually grateful for is that we didn't have Twitter or Facebook. I mean, my space was like blossoming mm-hmm. a bit when we were around that age. But it would almost be like if this skate video that I made as a kid was just public, like on the Internet, which right. I'm so glad it's not.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm really glad that like all of our like AIM away messages and stuff like those didn't get saved. You know? Oh, yeah. Although I, I will say like I still get stuff on Facebook. From my old statuses. Those are and fun. I'm like the, the time. Sometimes hop. they're fun. And sometimes like, sometimes it's like Arielle is, doesn't want to do her homework or whatever. But like, sometimes they're <laughs> like, I definitely went through a big, like death cab for cutie. Like really like, yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. Like side bangs and you know, whatever. <laughs> And, like, some of my statuses, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is concerning if anyone was going to actually read it. But I didn't mean it as a cry for help. I just was, like, trying, right. like, being an angsty teen.
1: Right. There was um a time period where, on Facebook, it was all of those, like, Chris Debbins is... Uh-huh. and I don't know if the, it was like a format that they had at the time it was but yeah. all of all of like my Facebook memories that which I do subscribe to partially I subscribe to them to see like oh maybe I should delete that because like yeah. you know like <laughs> that I shouldn't have posted that um, but I'll, I'll look back at them and I think it was like 2008 2009 2010 was like the so-and-so is and I will share this the, the worst one I ever saw um, was I wrote down this was like 2008 I wrote Chris Debbins is horny <laughs> I put, I put that out. I put I was 16. I just like put that out in the universe. And guess what? It had zero likes. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly everyone wanted to Ooh. ignore that that happened, that, that that was posted. Deleted that hard. So you telling me that, that is way
2: worse than showing me the skate video you made in middle school. It's like true. that just like makes me feel bad for you. It's true. And then I'm like, clearly, oh, but I'm dating. I'm marrying you're, that. You're marrying. I'm
1: marrying that. Baby, you're marrying this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This thing. <laughs> yes, you're no, I just want you to know what you're getting into, you know? Um This is so switching gears a bit here, there's so many scientific um achievements that are, are truly just groundbreaking breaking. But when they happen it can be a bit of like there's some emotional things that i would imagine you'd have to navigate as well mm-hmm. what am i talking about so i think this is really cool uh, there is a 56 year old woman in utah she's about to give birth to her own granddaughter oh well okay so you say but okay so here's the yeah, situation can you
2: explain a little bit more of this <laughs> yes I,
1: I guess if you don't explain if i don't explain right, it i'm like
2: i <laughs> I think I actually get the science behind that if it's no, no, not no, no. a breakthrough scientifically and I don't like what you're saying. Yes, no it's so. not
1: it's I know what you're getting at. what you're thinking <laughs> is is that it's illegal no no no. what yeah. happened was is her daughter-in-law had a hysterectomy after having already four children through in vitro and when they do that they save embryos right yeah Um. so basically there's there's like a one last embryo Um. and you know she had the hysterectomy she can't carry this mm-hmm. embryo but they still wanted more children so she actually offered to carry the last embryo for her daughter-in-law and her son and you can do that now through science
2: still don't like it actually
1: well i think it's
2: cool not that anyone's asking no, nobody's busy.
1: asking you um, <laughs> especially this family but uh are you relieved now to know it wasn't like naturally
2: very much so yeah. very much so and then i was going to be very concerned about what the scientific breakthrough was there the, has, well, the,
1: the fact—I mean, like this is not a, it's not no, a breakthrough. No, but this
2: this is this, this is interesting. This, this is like a medical thing that happened and isn't just like yeah. cringy biology.
1: Well, and, and to be honest, this this technology—I mean—isn't like brand new or anything right. like that. But you know, reading a story like that, I'm like, wow, like sci- science is cool. But that's got to be confusing emotionally uh-huh. for that family. And what I'm wondering is, do they have to have ground rules set ahead of time? Like, listen, like. You're carrying this baby. That's amazing, but you're not going to be its mom, right? Do you, do you think that they have to like almost like define you the would rules? have
2: to? I feel like that's got to be confusing for like the siblings too. Well,
1: that's a whole because like, there's a lot of confusing things about this.
2: It's got to be you. Ha- yeah, you would have to have ground rules. You'd have to like really mm-hmm. talk about it. But like, I guess I've never heard of um like grandmother carrying her own grandson but there are a lot of instances where family members are the surrogate mothers totally so like like the sister will carry it for like you know someone mm-hmm. if they they can't get pregnant for some reason yeah, how
1: is it that but it doesn't seem to I mean, it's not, bother you?
2: It doesn't really. I mean, this doesn't necessarily bother me. No, I know. Now that I know the circumstances, <laughs> I just think yeah, you yeah, you buried the lead a little bit there. A little. Um but like, I don't know, like uh in Friends, I feel like a very like famous I know you I you don't know what I'm talking about. I've only the seen listeners probably of do. Friends? So like
1: what what's your, no one's ever heard of Friends. No one yeah.
2: yeah. No one's ever heard of Friends. But there's that huge storyline where Phoebe is one of like the main characters. Yeah. carries her brothers triplets, which is quite a lot of an undertaking to do because his wife can not carry them, she's too old, she's too something sub- like whatever it is, like she yeah. she doesn't have a friendly uterus. So That's the official that's the official term. I love that. That's a great I don't think that's the official term. Oh but no,
1: but that would be so fun if it was. Well, um, so let me ask you this. In that show, do they define ground rules like Phoebe, you're going to not be the caretaker of this show. You don't have mom rights. Yeah,
2: I mean, again, this is, um, this is the television, the sitcom. <laughs> well, but friends, but, um, so do they, like, I'm wondering, but they do even in that show, talk about it a little bit. And I believe that like there's a scene where she like, doesn't want to give them up.
1: <laughs> yeah. But,
2: like, cause she feels like she's bonded with them. Cause like they were inside of her, but like, well, they're not hers. And, and like, you have to have those conversations and it, yeah, it, it has to be, Sets.
1: There's definitely a, a an extra bond for that. On the flip side, this is something that I've also just thought of. Um, there's not as much of a bond when it's the other way around when you donate sperm to a friend because, <laughs> no. like, I'm not you know like if I were to donate sperm to um, like a couple like a friend of mine or right. something like that, um, which I would do. Like if someone like if someone was like, hey, like you know, great, you know, I'd be like fine because like, I, I I don't really know how the process is, but I have to imagine maybe there's like a lot of waiting or something to actually go to a sperm bank and whatever i don't know um <laughs> but it's not like i would i mean i'd be doing almost no work <laughs> you know but there's that would still beg the question though is if uh if i was technically the biological father of a friend of mine's kid am i like an uncle is it, is it it's uncle status right is what well, it is like,
2: i think if you remain involved i mean there's no way. I don't know. I there's, like.
1: There's no way though. I don't
2: think that there's a rule book for this. To well, there's no honest.
1: rule book, and it's all like in the terms of human history, pretty new. But there's there's no way that they could keep that a secret from the kid, right? I mean, like it, like I have a lot of friends. <laughs>
2: like the kid just like meets you, and it's like, oh, that's so weird. Why do I look exactly <laughs> right. like this well, random guy named
1: Chris? <laughs> and I and also I have a lot of friends who um, are lesbians. So like I so like they. Well, at some point, if they want to have kids like biologically need to get sperm yes. from somewhere. So they're uh, if they have kids, their son or daughter will know that, you know, once they get past fifth grade and to like sex ed, you right, know, like, that,
2: like it's not just like hey, two the, people fall in love. And yeah. And, uh, you know, historic stuff. this is like the second time we've talked about where babies come from. I think we really need to like that's not that's not what this show's about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it could be. no it's it's definitely not we've kind of exhausted the extent of our knowledge of that yeah you know
2: that's it um i mean we yeah we can explain in more detail how it happens i just don't think we have to
1: yeah we could yeah no we shouldn't we should we could but we shouldn't we shouldn't that's what the uh the dark web is for (laughs) um are speaking of um science and again this is not a sciencey podcast but uh there's another thing that i wanted to bring up to you and i feel like this is a natural segue we keep reading about more and more stories of like Robotic advances More AI We all we all have some form of AI in our houses Smart mm-hmm. You know this smart that I didn't tell you this um, So we live in the city of Rochester We're getting a smart reader For our um, Our electric The, the oh. city's buying that for everybody So like this is going to become more and more of a thing As time goes on and I'm wondering. I feel like there's two camps of people. There's a the camp of people that are afraid of all of this, uh-huh. and then there's the camp of people that are embracing it as the inevitable of like this is going to happen. Let's just navigate it. Right. Are you in a camp?
2: Uh, like not firmly. I feel like I, like I really like the, um, like Google Homes that we have all over the house.
1: Those are nice. They're I to- nice. Sorry, finish your thought. I didn't mean to uh, interject. Go ahead.
2: Like, I like them. And, like, Alexa, even though I know we already talked about that. It's weird that her name's Alexa. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and and at this point, those have been around for so long that it's hard for me to almost imagine not having it. Like, it's just so easy to, like, shout, like, hey, Google, what's the weather? Like, hey, Google, what time is it? And I should be quiet because Google's going to start responding I was going to
1: say we have one very close to where we're recording this. (laughs)
2: Although it never (laughs) picks up my voice anyways. It likes mine better. Yeah, um, sexist, but uh, yeah. anyways. You know,
0: I'm
1: just an authoritative speaker. <laughs> <laughs> so.
2: Anyways, um, like to some extent I do appreciate it and I think that a lot of the smart technology has improved our lives and just is inevitable. Mm-hmm. However, okay. I am very much not in the camp of like automate, make everything smart, like- mm-hmm. I have like I feel like maybe I just read too many like dystopic sci-fi books and saw too many things and Oh sure. Like at the end of all those like
1: I've seen the movie iRobot. Right.
2: Like you make AI the Matrix. that is too smart and then it always takes over.
1: There's there's almost never a movie in which the AI it's like a good thing. Well right. uh, Star Trek yeah but yeah but but yeah i don't
2: know it's always something like that and it's even
1: a problem in there sometimes i
2: just and i also like and i know this is very paranoid and whatever but i do feel like we are still like new ish into a lot of this and so like the security surrounding like hackability Mm. is not as Mm -hmm. strong as maybe i'd like it to be and again Maybe this is because I've watched too many things on TV and too many spy shows and too many whatever. It's true. But I just feel like if my entire house is hooked up to the web, mm-hmm. it just is. It would be really it, easy for you know aliens to aliens break in. Well, I was gonna like
1: aliens. you think they if aliens are gonna attack? Probably not aliens. If aliens are gonna attack, you think they're just gonna hack into our stuff? They're not just gonna like come down. No. And-
2: I was going to say, like, pew, pew, pew. foreign spies and, oh, that kind I don't know, the like government. Sure. No, no, I I said alien meaning very much extraterrestrials.
1: Sure, But sure.
2: what I was more going with with that train of thought was mm-hmm. people, but my brain went to aliens.
1: Well, the way that I think this we actually really works.
2: We don't know what aliens are going to
1: do. Uh, we don't know. What if they're just <laughs> awesome? Like, there's always just, like, this fear about aliens, but I hope they're just, like, cool when they eventually come. Anyways, <laughs> I, I think it, the way this is going to work is it's gonna for a lot of people like you always have like the the early adopters right and then the people who are like on the the late end right uh-huh. I for years speaking of the Google Homes swore I would never have that because I, I well, like you was like oh well they can listen in and like hackable and stuff like that we have a ton in our house we have several we have one on each floor right yeah. that makes it sound like we have we have two floors of the house but it makes it sound like we have like an eight floor house um no um we live and in I, a
2: mansion
0: no
1: the opposite <laughs> And so I think a lot of these things are just going to like slowly seep in. But what I'm curious is, do you want this? Amazon uh, is trying still to, they have a plan to roll out a robot assistant named Astro uh, at some point that, unlike Alexa, follows you along around, kind of like a dog, can do tasks for you, keep an eye out for burglars, which I guess is cool. And they say it's eventually going to cost like 1500 bucks. although you can't buy it yet, but it's coming. This is coming.
2: Okay.
1: Did I just strike fear into you or are you just like, eh, fine. I kind
2: of want to know what it looks like.
1: That's a good question. What if it's cute?
2: Right. If it's you, cute, like I'm kind of okay with it.
1: So you, you'd be more of an early adopter if it's like fuzzy.
2: No, fuzzy sounds creepy, but like a oh. little like R2-D2-esque.
1: That's the move. Make it like R2-D2.
2: Like he was cute in a weird robot he's,
1: way. He's AI. No, I know. Yeah, it can work out. Yeah. It can work out. That's true. The Although, other yeah. robot story that I read this week um I actually find a little bit scary too but maybe because I'm paranoid is a two-legged robot broke a uh, record by running the 100-meter dash in under 25 seconds. So we always think of robots as kind of like right. This thing is faster than me. No, no,
2: I don't like that. To be honest, I don't want any robot that looks human-ish. Like I don't want them to take like the animatronics at Disney. And like really upgrade their AI. Right. Like I want a robot that looks like a robot. And is cute in a robotic way.
1: So Like like once
2: they start looking like people and emulating people.
1: Right. So Elon Musk might be a big fan of this podcast. Elon, if you're (laughs) listening, the key here is make them cute.
2: Yeah. Okay. You make them cute, we'll adopt them. And robotic.
1: And robotic. Cute in a robotic way. Like
2: don't make them look like a child or, like,
1: Oh, my gosh. A human. That sounds like a nightmare.
2: Yeah, but I'm just saying things that people associate with being cute. Yeah. Like, I don't want it to actually look like a dog.
1: No, I want my... If I want to get smart appliances in the house, I want it to be, like, Brave Little Toaster. And if you ever saw that movie... Yes. I want it to move around kind of like that. Be cute. Be cute. Be cute. But all these things are, you know, are kind of, like, based on, you know, movies. So, like, I feel like a lot of people use... Um, that is like a guiding thing. Like Elon Musk, he a lot of the stuff he's doing, he's just been like kind of. I feel like he just saw a lot of sci-fi as a kid, and he's just like making it a reality. Yeah,
2: a lot of the like new smart things that we're seeing are things that um, the TV show The Jetsons had.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, speaking of movies uh, and TV shows, can I just make a, a plea for people to bring back intermissions in movies? And when I say bring them back, I mean like they were never like really a thing, but I do remember. At least, like, one movie I remember as a kid, they had an intermission. Was it Gandhi?
2: Oh, my God. That was a long movie. I watched that in school. Like, we had a, a day where mm. they showed it in the auditorium, and we just spent the entire day doing it, and it was so highly air-conditioned, I just remember being freezing cold.
1: Well, actually, I don't even know. Okay, so that movie came out before we were born. I just Googled it. It came out in 1982. <laughs> I think the reason that I know that Gandhi has intermission uh, is because I remember watching it as a kid, and it said, break for intermission on the VHS. That's why. So I know it can be done. So the new uh, Black Panther movie, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, they just released the runtime. It's not the longest movie ever, but it's going to be like two hours and 41 minutes, which like I read that and I go, oh, I'm going to have to pee. Yeah. I know myself. You know how much I pee. I pee all the time. You all know? the time. Especially like. Constantly. And it's either <laughs> it's either every time I see a movie, it's, it's one of two things. Either I'm like, oh, I got to pee. Or I'm worried that I'm dehydrated because I took so much effort to not having to pee. Uh Then I'm like, well, now I should leave again to go buy a bottle of water that it's like $6 and cost more than at the airport. Right. You know, at Regal. (sighs) Sorry. Stressful. Having to pee during movies. They do it during plays. They have intermissions. Yeah.
2: Well, and they do it in other countries. They do? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, like how many countries I haven't done a survey, but I do know that when I lived in Israel, they do intermissions in the middle of movies there. Um, and I, yeah. And I didn't know this. So I had never been to a movie in Israel before. And I went with a handful of people, like some Americans who were there on the same program I was on. And then some of the Israeli like teens who were also around our age who were from there. Mm -hmm. We went to see Harry Potter seven part one which was also a long movie. Totally. I don't know how long, but it was a long movie. Blah, blah, blah. We're watching it. Also a very boring movie, but I can get into all my thoughts about that situation later.
1: Sure. We can um, do an extra cast. What? We can do an extra an Potter extra cast. cast.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have a lot of thoughts,
1: uh-huh. but
2: not much is happening in this movie because it's really just setting itself up for the next one. Blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, it just pauses in the middle of a scene, in the middle of dialogue. What? And the screen... <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure it was, like, when Hermione and Harry are dancing in the tent and Ron's getting angry, like, right before he leaves or something like that. Or maybe that's when he's listening or something like that. It's
1: an intense scene. There's a lot of emotion happening. There's some
2: emotion. Whatever. It was the middle of a sentence. What? And the screen just, like, goes, like, blank. Mm -hmm. And it says hafsaka, which means break. And it was intermission. (laughs) And me and the other Americans there were like, um.
1: Excuse me? What's (laughs) happening? What's going on?
2: And Like the other, the kids that we were with who grew up there were like, oh yeah, no, it's like intermission. Like we can go pee and like grab more snacks. Apparently they do it. So the concession stands make more money,
1: which is also very smart, but also
2: we could go pee in the middle of a pretty long, boring film or any film or any film or any film. This one, I just happened to be
1: long and uneventful. So when they break it, it reminds me of like prime video halfway point. Can I just say prime video out of all the streaming services is the worst that I've experienced with where it cuts into commercials mm-hmm. when it's a show that didn't have yes. commercials before. Like we used to at one point we were watching Mad Men on Prime Video and um it was just like cutting in at random spots, like mid sentence. Yep. So it was like that. Yeah. In a movie version. I'm okay with that, the trade off of that's my I'll I'll pay that to have to pee.
2: Yeah. You know? I just think it's funny that it's just paused, like just straight anytime. up. Because I mean a show There's a very specific formula to when they play intermission. Like it's usually like they build up to like some climax Mm -hmm. that like, like it's usually like the longer chunk is at the beginning. Right. And they build up to the climax and they present a problem and then they break. And then when they come back, they resolve the problem and end the show.
1: And even when they play movies on TV, they don't take commercial breaks in the middle of a sentence. They right. find a natural breaking point and it, you know, it's, it fades to black and then it fades in and there's yes. John McClane and, you know, like back at it. But it's not like the middle of a shooting scene. It's <laughs> like, you know, dominoes, like Little Caesars, pizza, pizza, you know, it's not it'd yeah. be weird, right? Anyways, so we always end uh, Devin's on demand with a random fact. Uh, a lot of us had to read The Catcher on the Rye during high school, especially mm-hmm. did, you did, right? I yeah. know I did. I really actually enjoyed that book. So. Oh, I'm curious if you know this I did not uh, I think a lot of us don't know that the author of that book J.D. Salinger mm-hmm. he had only written a little bit of The Catcher in the Rye when he went off to fight in World War II mm-hmm. but he loved what he had written so much that he actually carried the pages with him when he stormed the beaches at Normandy
2: no I didn't know those that
1: those pages and then the rest of the war he had them like in his coat pocket wow Yeah, isn't that kind of cool? It's very intense. Those
2: pages have seen some shit.
1: Yeah, seriously. Uh, Another Devin's On Demand for you here next week. We do these, uh, post these every Thursday. um, And if you haven't gotten the memo, if you haven't listened in a while, uh, we've moved to a, a weekly format opposed to the daily one. So hope you like it. And if you haven't yet, please
0: subscribe. Talk to you later. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?